The great irony of life is this. We all want a life we love and more time with the ones we love. But our job, the very thing that's supposed to be the financial vehicle to provide that freedom, is the very thing that chains us down. Do you think you have what it takes to rise above yourself? Are you ready to start transforming your dreams into reality? If so, I'm Cody Teal. Welcome to the Finding Freedom Podcast, a tribe of dreamers and doers, rebels and fighters that are here to prove to the world you can have your cake and eat it too. Okay, hey, welcome to the podcast. Freedom Fighters have an amazing friend and, well, I, I consider him a mentor, Lance Martin. On He's, he's calling from South Carolina. Lance, how you That's doing right. today? That's great, man. Uh, thanks for having me on, Cody. Uh, I don't know about a mentor, but we're definitely friends. <laughs> I've done a lot. I've had a lot of mistakes in my life, so it's scary for you to, to go down that road. <laughs> well, that's what makes a good mentor, right? They know what, <laughs> tell what roads not to go down. So, cool. Well, thanks for jumping Maybe on. Maybe so, yeah. yeah, yeah. Definitely appreciate your friendship. We, yeah. were, we, we were chatting a little bit and just bouncing some ideas back and forth. And I, and I know you really well, but everybody else doesn't, you know, they don't know Lance as well. So let's. Let's hear a little bit about you, kind of like, you know, where you're from, what, you know, obviously we're going to talk about your current gig right now, but what you were doing before you got into solar and, and just give us a quick, quick skinny on that. Uh, well, I live in South Carolina. I've been here my whole life, born and raised. And uh, I, I was in ministry for 21 years. I went to, I'm a dad of three awesome daughters and uh, married for almost 20 years. We'll be celebrating that. Uh, this spring, but uh, so I live in a house full of women, and uh, therefore I have no hair. I'm bald from stress, but it's been fun because I'm a hero um, all the time. Uh, every day I walk in, I'm a hero. Um, so I love it, and uh, that's been my, you know, driving force for a long time, and uh, just being a dad and and loving all my girls. Uh, but I was in ministry for 21 years. I uh, got an undergrad in uh, Christian education, got a master's degree uh, from New Orleans Seminary in Christian education, and served in the local churches in our community for uh, 21 years. Uh, so I had a long stint in that, and uh, I just kind of fell into solar. Uh, we'll get into some of that uh, uh, well, in a few minutes, but yeah, kind of fell into solar. Yeah, I remember ministry. So this is this is one thing that sticks out that you told me once. I don't know if you remember telling me this. Like, so you're you're in ministry for you've been for you know two decades now, but like you decided to start your own church congregation, whatever you want to call it. Like mm -hmm. that was a huge jump, <laughs> right? Like, tell me a oh, little yeah. bit about that because some people think like not all of not not myself included aren't super familiar with how that works, right? Like some people just okay. they 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 go to church and see their pastor, or whatever, and they don't understand that it's a lot of work and it's a ton of risk. Like it's not just, Oh yeah. You just, you, they, like the church doesn't just take care of you. Like you, you actually <laughs> put a lot on the line there. Right. Oh yeah. So I was working in uh, a great church in the area, um, uh, close to a thousand people. Um, I'd worked in smaller churches um, and just had a great career uh, in that. I don't like to call it a career, but that's kind of, you know, that's what it was. Uh, very secure um, uh, as an associate, you know, uh, pastor uh, for adults and 
I uh, had done some stuff in student ministry because at one time I was really cool. Um, so, uh, anyway, so did a lot of ministry, you know, as a staff person and just kind of felt that it was time. I always had this entrepreneurial spirit about me. It's, it's one of my strengths and, uh, always created new things and loved doing it and, uh, loved that beginning process. And so, you know, uh, just through a lot of, um, prayer and a lot of other, uh, life circumstances and just, you know, God just kind of took us down the road to start something new and fresh. Um, and you know, just our own version of, of what we believed it should be. Uh, not that anything was wrong with what the other was, but it was just, you know, something new that he wanted to use my gifts, you know, what he created me for to do. So, um, we branched out and, uh, started a church, um, took all of our life savings. My wife, we had just had our third daughter. Um, so we had uh, a two-year-old and a seven-year-old and a newborn and decided to take all of our retirement and invest it and start a whole new congregation. We started with three people. And, uh, and it was a crazy, fun, exciting, scary ride. <laughs> and learned a lot along the way but and go ahead sorry sorry and, and so it did well um uh we grew and a lot of lives were changed um and then uh just recently you know um i fell into solar a couple of years ago and then just recently um you know i kind of seven and a half years later after starting that and being in ministry for so long you know, I just had a, a moment of transition and change, and uh, I can talk about that now, or you can talk about how I got into solar, and then we'll get back to that. So I, I don't know which way you yeah, want to go. We, we can loop back into that. I, I okay. Yeah. I just really like that story because it shows that you, you're an individual that one likes willing to take risks, but the the risk you're willing to take isn't because you can just totally enrich yourself. Like when we think entrepreneur, we think, oh, oh this person is going to make a lot of money. It's like well, no, this person actually, like Lance specifically, wanted to give back to the community and mm -hmm. not not just make a ton of money. Like obviously provide for yourself because that's what you have to do, but really like build a community and like tailor your message to help individuals that are in need. And I, I, I think that's really valuable. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's definitely, you know, you have to be called to do it. Um, I have friends that are that are church planners and they say, you know, not only do you have to be called, you got to be a little crazy. So <laughs> when you when you say called, like define what called means. Be, be, like, well, I mean, you have to just know that's what God wants you to do uh, for that moment in your life, and to not do it would be disobedient mm -hmm. to what He's created you. And being disobedient is worse than any other risk you could take. So yeah. for me, I didn't really. I, I felt like I didn't have an option. You know, He had put me in a lot of different positions throughout my career in ministry to get me ready for that moment. And then when he, you know, when that, you know, this, his Holy spirit just kind of pushed us into that. Trust me. I mean, I was reluctant. I was like, you guys are crazy. There's, you know, there's no way, you know, <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I prayed and asked him on multiple occasions to use me to, to my full potential and what he had created me for. Cause I felt like I wasn't being able to do that. And, 
his answer was you've got to, you know, totally surrender and you've got to totally commit in every area of your life, your, your, your time, your talent and your treasure. So we had to, you know, just give it all up to be able to start something new. Yeah. And uh, it was, it was wonderful. I mean, it, it, there was no doubt. That's what, you know, me and my family were supposed to do at that moment for sure. Yeah. And uh, it, it was, it, it was great. Well, and, and you, you've blessed the lives of thousands and, and helped them. And I, and I think also you've been, I, I'm a believer. And I think if you do well, like not, not that good deeds are necessarily going to bring, you know, temporal, mm-hmm. temporal blessings all the time. Sometimes you just do things that's the right thing to do. But I think a lot of times that we, if we put ourselves in the right path, like God will provide mm-hmm. for us. And, and I think, you know, and you could tell me if I'm wrong, but I think your opportunity with solar is, is one of those, opportunities or blessings that you had come your way you know because you're because you're doing the right thing absolutely that's great transition so uh almost three years ago to today um we had started the church and i mean i I had a salary there and we weren't doing any worse but we weren't getting any better as far as our personal income and uh you know i uh, I'd gotten to the place and I was just praying, you know, I've been to third world countries. I've served in third world countries. So I never just asked for money. Like, I think that's, and other people may challenge me on that and, and, in the theological world, but I don't really care what they think. I just think it's very audacious to ask God for money. Like money is so superficial and irrelevant to him. So what I asked for was opportunity. You know, I, I just, said, you know, I know that I need to provide for my family. I'm tired of being in debt. I'm tired of being a captive to this. And I want to be free from it. And I'm willing to do the work. I was already doing a little bit in real estate and, uh, and everything, but I said, I'm willing to do the work if you'll just provide for me an opportunity. And I think if he would have provided solar you know, 10 years before that, I probably wouldn't have used it the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, it took starting a church, going through the ups and the downs and living with less for a bigger purpose for a long time for me to really, really appreciate and to use it the right way. Because even though we were about bankrupt, I mean, I was looking at filing bankruptcy. and just to survive. And we had almost, we had sunken, you know, sixty, seventy thousand $70,000 into the church when we started all of our, you know, retirement we had put up uh, over the, the first part of our life. And then we were also, you know, $60,000, $70,000 in debt just from school and, and life and some other things. So, you know, the more kids you have, the more expensive it gets. So um, that, that was just weighing so heavily on us and it was affecting us um, in so many ways. And, and so I asked just for opportunity, you know, I, I, I prayed for weeks, um, fasted a little bit, which, you know, for me is a big deal. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I just asked for opportunity, um, not to take away from anything that was already happening or doing, but just, uh, you know, an opportunity. And, and lo and behold, a friend from high school uh, contacted me. I had put in solar on my house probably six months before that. 
And of course, I've been in this area for a very long time, a whole life, um, had a huge Facebook following from ministry and just knowing, you know, just growing up here in this town. And uh, he wasn't very active on Facebook, so we just didn't connect a whole lot in, uh, in, in Charlotte. And uh, his name is Robbie Edge. Um, he's the owner of the Power Solar right now. And um, probably one of the godfathers of solar, one of the, uh, before he owned the company, he was probably one of the highest closers on the East Coast. Um, just great guy. Um, he contacted me and said, hey, man, um, I, I put a post up about solar on my house and saving some money because, you know, I was looking for those referrals. And, uh, <laughs> and I was trying to generate some referrals. And uh, he contacted me. He said, hey, man, we need to get together, um, you know, talk about solar. And uh, I want to be able to see you preach. Um, you know, I'd like to help you, you know, get to where you can post your sermons live and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, cool. I mean, he's a friend. So went to high school together. We got together. And uh, he, he taught me into solar. Uh, but I told him, said, I don't know. I'll try it out. Um, I'm not going to commit to anything you know, because I'm really busy doing what I'm doing now. And, but I couldn't turn down an opportunity after I've been praying for it for two weeks. <laughs> not that God, not that God answers that fast sometimes. I mean, there's stuff I've been praying for for years, but, um, but you know, when, when, when somebody out of your past comes up and you respect them anyway, you know, them, and they really just want something better for you. Um, you got to look at it. So I dropped into that world, uh, kind of got a slow start for the first month or two as I was just kind of, you know, had my toe in the water and, uh, dropped my first Facebook post. Um, one of my famous ones that, uh, I always tell new people to do. I just tell them to post, Hey, let's play a game. Who has the highest electric bill? Well, everybody loves to complain about their electric bill. So, you know, out of that, I had my first 10 appointments set up ready to go and I'm like oh my gosh because everybody complains about their electric bill you know uh -huh. and uh and it took off from there and it just went crazy and uh so that was a huge defining moment in my life um we were debt free in less than less than a year now in the middle of that we're also going to Disney you know I'm treating my girls and to my wife and my girls to things they've never had just because we've lived on such a shoestring for so long uh -huh. we probably could have been debt free a lot sooner but <laughs> we in less than a year we were completely debt free um life totally turned around a lot of money was going into the church for things we needed and uh it, it was just i mean it was just life-changing you know i remember one of the coolest moments is I, I like to stay up and uh i always like to stay up and watch um, the money come in, like on that Thursday night, we used to get paid on Thursday night. So my wife and I are in the bed, just refreshing my email, you know, just waiting for, <laughs> for the, for the email to come in to show what we were making that week. And she turned to me and she said, I feel like you're doing something wrong, but how can they pay you if you're doing something wrong? And the reason was, and we came out to it, her family's been in retail business for 60 something years, if not more. They're just not, she didn't see the product. 
you know, she didn't go on the appointments with me. She didn't see the glass and saw, she didn't see any of that. So for her, you know, it was, what are you doing? And why are we making this? Moment? <laughs> she, 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 she leaned over and she said, I feel like we're robbing a bank and we're going to get in trouble. And so <laughs> it was a, it was a funny moment and we just sat there in the bed and laughed and, you know, and then we celebrated anyway. Um, so <laughs> well, 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 for people, well, for people that don't know, like you hear this, like this story is like, wow, this, this pastor turned, you know, solar, like what, so what, what does that entail? Like, so for some people, they might think this guy must be robbing a bank. You know what, like, what is this thing? Like, what, what was that journey for you? Like, okay, you, you met with Robbie. Yeah. solar what's like the filling some of the blanks there well for me i had such an online presence anyway uh and so you know a lot of my leads came from people just knowing me and uh and since i'd already had the product for a year at that point i believed in it you know i knew it worked so i felt really good about representing it and being able to to help people you know, save money. And, uh, the money I was making was a byproduct. And, uh, so, you know, as far as just learning it, you know, that's just a, you know, learning curve. You, you gotta learn it, but, um, different situations in the house and that sort of thing, um, you know, that would come up and, you know, you live and learn and, and, and kind of hone how you present yourself. But I mean, if you preach every week, it's kind of easy to talk in front of people. So, <laughs> I mean, you know, they're buying you, they're buying your personality and they're buying the comfortability of, of trusting you. Mm-hmm. And if you believe in your company and you believe in what you're offering people and how it's helping them, it is so easy to sell that product, you know, cause I'd sold, I've tried to sell cars before and that didn't work. That was not a good fit. <laughs> um, so, you know, the transition, you know, I was still preaching. I was still doing, I was still doing real estate. I was still doing the church work, which if anybody's ever worked in a church that's listening to this, you know, there's no such thing as part-time. Um, <laughs> uh, so it, it, then I, and now I was having, you know, I mean, God, eight or nine appointments a week, you know, or something crazy like that. So I was gone a lot. And just in ministry, I was gone a lot anyway. And so, uh, over the next year and a half, you know, um, I was able to do both. And then, uh, we as a church were in a place that we needed to make some really big moves and I was exhausted and it wasn't, it wasn't because I was doing a lot of different things, um, because I could control the throttle on all three of those from time to time. It was just the weight of, of, you know, being in ministry for so long and I needed a break. And it was either, you know, you got to know yourself really well to be in ministry. It was either burn out and become jaded and just become, you know, very cynical and very broken or take some time and heal. and 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 just chill a little bit so there was some we were looking for some new personnel and some other things and then another church was they had just lost their pastor and they were similar to us so the opportunity came up and for us to merge and that was fantastic because 
I got to fast forward the people at our church to where I would wanted them to be, you know, um, at that point. And then I was able to go and be a part of a church with them and still do ministry, you know, you know, when, when I had the time and when, you know, it just wasn't because it had to happen. It was because you want it to happen. So I still marry people from time to time, still preach from time to time. And, but the biggest thing is, is I just looked at my kids and they had grown up seven and a half years since I started the church. And, and that's a really heavy time commitment. And I looked at my girls and I thought, you know, I got five years left with them and they're going to be out of the house. And time was flying by. Some pictures came up on Facebook, you know, showing me when they were two years old. And, you know, I had a phone in my hand because I was solving a problem, you know, at a church or something like that. And I was like, you know what? I got five years to be a dad and to just go all in, be a dad. I have this other career that can provide for us and um, the time I can control even more. So I, I kept my real estate license, but I just really just kind of quit doing it, dropped that we merged. And so now, you know, I, I do solar and, uh, and I have a position at, at empower that I do a lot with and, uh, helping people grow there. Um, and just get to be a dad, you know, I can always be some old dude that goes back and preaches if I want to one day, you know, <laughs> so, yeah. um, so it's just, it really just came to a moment to where, you know, I'm 41 and I couldn't, you know, I can't, I couldn't, I didn't have enough energy to do what I used to do when I was 21. So, <laughs> How much energy did you have when you were 21? <laughs> well, <laughs> dude, if I would have had solar when I was 21 and the energy I had, I'd make a million dollars a year. There's no <laughs> doubt. There's no doubt, man. So, so. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, you go ahead. Uh, now, you know, when people listen to this, they're going to, they're initially going to, this is, I guarantee, because when I hear these things, I think, wow, that guy's an overnight success. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but you, you laugh at it, right? Because we tell the story and we gloss over a lot of the details. But yeah. I think what, at least what I'm, what I'm hearing is there's a lot of preparation and a lot of freaking work and sacrifice mm. that was able to to enable you to be as successful as you were in solar, right? Like, and you, and you said it before, if you had got into the opportunity before all that preparation, you wouldn't have been, maybe you had the energy, but you wouldn't have been able to make it as, as well as you did, right? Cause you had experience building a community. You had sacrifice yeah. building a community. You learned how to like help people out and bring value to their lives, not, not sell them a product or, or take their money. You learned how to take something and say, Hey, this, this actually really helped me for a year. Yeah. Now this is really going to help you. So just, just do it because it's going to help you not. And, and the money and the savings, that's all just a side, a side like benefit, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the greatest, uh, I, I'm a transitional kind of, I mean, I'm in a generation transition, you know, um, the, I see the boomers and the builders and, and I guess I'm a, a generation X. I, I think that's what I am, but I'm like on the back end of it. And, and then you see the millennials and I don't know what's after them. I don't know what they're calling them now. So um, everybody's got different names. So I think one of the greatest uh, misconceptions is we can have what our parents had. We have no idea the work 
that our parents put in to just have a regular, normal, basic living home. I mean, my parents are turning 65 and 64 and they remember the housing market with interest rates up to 12 and 13% for a home, which is written. That's, that's our credit cards now. Like, and, and they had less debt back then than we do. And part of that is, is, you know, mom and dad, you know, told everybody you can be anything you want to be when you grow up. No, you can't. You have a certain amount of skill sets. And until you learn what those skill sets are, you don't know what you can do. I mean, I'm de- I love football. I love playing. But I did not have the skill set, even if I worked my tail off, to be an NFL athlete. And there comes a realization at some point in your life when you realize I'm good at these things. And the faster you can get to that point through uh, Enneagram, you know, uh, strength finders, anything like that, where you can do any kind of self-discovery and learn your strengths, you know, good to great, you know, all that stuff. It, the faster you will realize I don't even need to go down these roads that I'm weak in and I need to find them that I'm strong in. And I need to just be great at that and be okay that I'm horrible at these other things, right? (laughs) I don't spend, I don't spend this absorbent amount of time anymore on things that I stink at. I just don't like it. All it does is create a perpetual, you know, self-loathing, you know, emotion in you that you're a failure. Why would you keep doing that? (laughs) Right. But the other part of that is, is we believed you know, mom and dad saying, oh, you can do anything you put your mind to. No, your mind may not be smart enough to be a nuclear physicist, period. You need to know that. (laughs) I know that. I'm good with people. I love people. I communicate well with people. Uh, I build immediate friendships. And therefore, I'm good in sales. Own it. Be okay with it, you know. And, uh, and I think that's one of the biggest things is that we have a lot of dreamers that don't understand. And, and I'm not bashing anybody, but, you know, solar is not a quick fix to your financial state. No more than you thinking you can make it to the NFL. You know, you, you've got to have a certain skill set. If you're, if you're an introvert that hates people, don't go into sales. Like, you're just going to fail. Just don't. Like, find something great. There's a lot of behind-the-scenes work that can be done in solar and a lot of industries where you can make a ton of money behind the scenes. And and I think some things can be trained and you can overcome, yes, but why would you want to put all that energy into overcoming something you're horrible at when you can go find something you're great at and make a lot of money? Yeah. And And, and, and I think that's the biggest misconception is – People see this fake life that people live on Instagram and on Facebook and, and all this junk. It's all fake people. I, I've seen the dirt behind some of the most prestigious people in the communities and their life and how messed up it is. All that crap's fake. You're only seeing this very small portion of the one good thing that happened in their life that day. And so you you've got to come to that reality that you're you're good at some things you're not at others and 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 when i and the faster you can get to that the more secure you are in yourself and the more you'll find your niche in life so you know right 
right now I could, I could sell anything. You, I can sell a ketchup popsicle to an Eskimo in white gloves. You know, it doesn't matter. I want to believe in it and know that it works and know that it benefits people, but I could sell it even if it, it even if I didn't, because yeah. I know that's what I'm good at. So, so your advice to someone that's saying, Hey, well, Lance, you were a breakaway success because you did solar. You had opportunity. Hmm. It's not so much, Hey, like it, it wasn't that, that was my opportunity. My advice is, Hey, there, there's assessments you can take to find out what you're good at one, but two, try a lot of different things, work with a lot of different people when you're young yeah. and that's going to help you find what you're good at really quick. And, well, and the, I guess the third part of that, so assessments, networking with people and just trying everything's out, but three, being humble enough to say, I'm wrong at this. I'm not good at this, but I'm great yeah. at that. Would, was that a good summary of like your advice yeah. to someone that is trying to figure out where I fit in this world? Where's my value? What mm -hmm. am I going to do to make it to where I need to do? absolutely absolutely i mean don't believe what your mind tells you you are you know you got to research it like you can fool yourself into thinking you're superman you're not you know you don't know that you're not until you get shot with a bullet you know <laughs> or yeah. or you try like, to oh, like, I'm, I'm actually aquaman i'm not superman like yeah exactly come on come on <laughs> i mean give me a break. i mean i can't even fit in one of those phone booths much less change clothes in it so, you know, you got, yeah, I, I think, I think there's just this, uh, we get a lot of people into our solar offices, um, in different situations, but we get a lot. They just want a quick fix. Hey, I heard there's great money in solar and, and I want to come get that. Now I don't want to give up what I'm doing. I don't want to give up, you know, this menial job that makes me sit behind a desk that I feel secure in. You know, but I want to have the success that you had and that you've had. Well, first of all, there you will work. No one will work harder than they work for themselves. I think 1099 commission-based, you know, employment is the greatest thing. In, you, know, you can't be more American than that because if you work your butt off and you become a pro at what you do, then your success and your financial, you know, future is based on, on you, your work ethic, how good you are at what you've become and how you manage that. If you go and sit behind the desk every day, your future is determined if that company is secure in the deals that they've made that you have no input in. I mean, if we, we're a big BMW town here. Uh, we have uh, lots of industries that support the BMW manufacturing. I mean, thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of jobs. It's almost like the new Detroit was back in the day, you know, when Ford was kicking up there. If BMW shut down, the people that work for BMW would have no idea. They would literally walk in the next day and not have a job and have zero say so over that. I love the fact that I have a say so like I can I have a hustle I can work I can control what's going to happen next people think commission-based work you have oh it's so scary it's no control. look it's more control than working for you know corporate America that will cut you because you're a number to them so you know I I forgot what the question was and I chased a rabbit <laughs> I, I, th I, th I think it well, Bam. The, the, the point is <laughs> Like it's, it's saying, 
you know, and again, that's the theme of this, this podcast is, is like, how do we get freedom? Right. And, yeah. and freedom actually comes from risking a little bit, actually a lot. Oh. Like freedom yeah, yeah, doesn't yeah. come from security. Freedom comes from risk. And that's, that's a, a something a lot of people don't understand. Well, you have a lot of security if you go to jail. I mean, you have a roof over your head, you have three, you have three meals a day and you get, to, you know, you might get to watch some TV. I mean, you just don't get to pick, you know, when you go outside, you don't get to pick your roommate. You don't get to pick uh, what you're going to eat that day, but there's a lot of security. You don't have to worry about it. So, I mean, I just don't want to, you know, I don't want to live like that. Yeah. And I think the new paradigm in America are entrepreneurs and 1099. I mean, even marketing companies. I mean, I have a friend that owns a awesome marketing company. Everybody's subcontracted. Yep. You know, everybody, you gotta, you gotta prove your value and your worth in America, you yeah. know? Um, so yeah. Well, anyway. well, tell us a little about, about your company then solar guy SC, okay. or solar guy and, and empower. Cause I think you're, you fulfill a very unique niche and you guys, <laughs> you guys do like, you have a little unique, you have a very unique perspective on, on why you're doing what you're doing. It, 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 even within the solar industry. Okay, so um, Solar Guy, S-C-F-L-G-A-B-A, uh, all the acronyms. Uh, it started with uh, Solar Guy SC, and I just wanted a way to keep uh, separate, you know, my personal stuff and my solar stuff. And so I created a brand uh, when I first started in solar with Solar Guy SC, and, you know, it was real grassroots. You know, I would just post pictures of people going solar, cutting their system on you know, stuff like that. And, and it just took off locally. And then um, I had some copycats out there trying to rip me off. So I had to get some copyright stuff done, which is crazy. I mean, just, I mean, really people be creative, come up with your own stuff. I mean, good grief. Anyway. Um, so I had to do that to just protect that brand and everything. And, uh, and so I've been with Robbie this whole time. Uh, Robbie brought me into the industry. Uh, Cody, I, I remember you calling me once and saying, hey, man, you want to open up a market in North Carolina? And I said, uh, you need to talk to Robbie, dude, because I don't go anywhere Robbie doesn't go. You know? Yep, yep. I mean, I, I mean that's just the way it is. Uh, I'm, a very, I'm a loyalist, and uh, if I find somebody that has integrity and that cares about me personally and more than production, then – production is going to come and the friendship and the integrity is more important. And so now I get to be in a position, uh, since Robbie started his own company, uh, about a, almost a year. No, we haven't had a full year yet. We, I don't even, I, I don't even know the numbers, man. We got, I don't know how many employees we got on sales guys. Um, but we got, um, you know, offices in Greensboro, Raleigh, Charlotte, the upstate we're fixing to get into Georgia and Florida and so it's really growing it's great and I think a lot of it's just because you know I mean Robbie still gets out there and slings deals sometimes you know because he loves it he, he knows he loves being in the home with people and talking with people uh he I think he, he he's actually told me he wished he could do it more but um the cool thing about working with somebody that respects you personally is you can go to them we both have a lot of life experience outside of solar long before solar even came up. And you can say, look, you know, um, here's my strengths and here's some stuff I'd like to do. Um, 
and then they find that you know they find a place i mean i mean he knows i'm his ride or die he never has to worry about loyalty he never has to worry about anything like that uh with me and because he's seen me operate in other areas of my life he could trust me when i say you know i want to try this and see if it works and and i want to transition into this and and so, you know, there's a real partnership there and an understanding, um, you know, that I got his back and, and he lets me try these things. And so one of the things I'm able to do with them is I'm, you know, uh, developing curriculum for training, which I really love to do. I used to do that. Um, a collaborative, um, you know, uh, training kind of material for somebody that first starts in the industry you know, and, and where they should be at a certain point. Um, of course, that's ever evolving and always changing. But, uh, you know, making it easier for our managers. I've been in that position before managing a group. So making it easy for them to run their office, to have all the tools at their disposal. Um, a lot of the online marketing stuff uh, we're getting into, um, overseeing all that. And just basically being, you know, uh, looking at the whole business and helping to develop that with roles and pathways for people and, you know, uh, leading a church and being in ministry for 21 years, you have to look at all the potential potholes that can come up from anything new that you start and being able to bring that into developing a business. Again, one of my strengths is this entrepreneurship and this activator and, and knowing people and having these, real in-depth being able to gut check somebody in five minutes and understand where they're sit, sitting in their life. You know, that just takes a lot of time spending with people. That's where that developed from. And, um, and I think it's helping grow the company and making things streamline. And, you know, we're a big believer of a lot of companies look like an upside down, you know, triangle where it's really fat at the top and narrow the lower down you get where we really value ourselves at being narrow at the top and, and giving a lot of benefits with commission and other things to our employees as it goes down. That also means, you know, savings for the customer. So I know that when we go in, we have the most competitive prices in the area, if not always the best, but I also know we pay some of the best too. So, um, and, and I love that because that keeps me selling, that keeps Robbie selling. You know, if you're, at, if you're, at, if you elevate in our company, it doesn't mean you do less work. It means you do more work <laughs> and, and it doesn't mean that you're not out selling. It means that you don't sell as much, but you better still get out and sell or you're going to go broke. Yeah. So, um, and, and I mean, his sacrifice has been just as big starting this company as mine was starting the church. Yeah. And I wouldn't follow somebody that hasn't done that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it matters to me what name I put on and I represent because, you know, I have built a reputation for so long in this community and I don't want that tarnished with a bad name. Yeah. So, you know, I don't follow, I don't follow and I don't partner with anybody that doesn't have integrity and that doesn't look out for the customer and the employees. So, yeah. And, and you guys have done, it, it, it's cool to see like your impact one on your community with the customers or ministry, but also just that I, I like that name empower. Cause it's, it's mm -hmm. 
it, that's the goal, you know, like the, I think the, the vision is in the name, which is really cool. Yep. Yeah. Um, so let a couple, couple final questions here. Okay. And I think you kind of answered this, but just kind of sum it up. So the first one, like what made all your, what made all the difference in your life, Lance? Was it, was it a person, a moment, a realization? And there's probably a couple of those, right? But like, if you had to pick yeah. one, if you had to pick one thing that made all the difference, what would you say? Like oh. that one moment or that one thing made all the difference? All right. So you got to narrow that down. Like, <laughs> I mean, I mean, there's, let's pick a moment. Life, let's pick a moment. There's life, I think there's, and there's, there's money, there's money, there's life. There's why, I mean, I mean, if I go back to the very root of it, you know, being raised by a single mother that was a believer and literally drugged me to church. Every time the doors were open, I had a drug problem. I was drugged to church and having this network of strong believers that were men that invested in me. I, I didn't have one father figure. I had like 200, uh-huh. you know, that was huge. And, and that just set the stage for the expectations for my life. I'm the first person that went to college in my family. And, and I not only went to college, I finished in three years and then I went to seminary and I made one B and the rest were straight A's and I barely graduated high school. And what flipped the switch was just having purpose in my life. You know, at that point, you know, I was, I was called to do ministry. I was led into that. I knew God wanted me to do that. So I had this great purpose and I had a girl that I wanted to marry that I was high school sweethearts with and was still married today. And so I had these great purposes. And then as life kept going, you know, um, the, the underarching purpose of just doing what God wanted me to do in that moment, whatever it is, and just being obedient uh, and use whatever platform that I have at the time, you know, to, to talk to people about him and uh, and about what Jesus did for us and, and all that kind of stuff. And that, that was great. But also having kids, every single kid, you, you know, raises your awareness of your accountability and that people are counting on you. Um, and then, I mean, even having struggles after kids, you know, uh, life struggles and hardships. And, you know, my brother died um, drunk driving. Um, when, uh, right before my first child was born, uh, my wife's brother died of suicide, uh, several years ago. We've had a lot of struggles during those times. So not, it's not always the good times that, that make you It's it's the bad times and the refining yeah. and understanding that everybody falls in the mud puddle, but not everybody pulls themselves out. Well, I think that like what you said, there's a common theme there is like a lot of people could take a lot of those out. Like, like some people say I had a single mom, I didn't have chance, you know, but you're like, I had a single mom, but I also had all, you know, all these people that were like my father figures, like you're, you're able to take to summarize, like, you know, what made all the difference is you're able to surround yourself and take it for good people and look in the, look for the good and the purpose to serve those around you. And that in any, any stage of your life ha- has made all the difference. Now, now last question. Okay. This is the theme of the podcast. Uh-huh. And you can short, long answer. Um, can you have your cake and eat it too? Well, you know me very well, Cody. <laughs> if, if, if there's going to be cake, then I am going to eat it. 
<laughs> so not only am I going to have cake, I'm going to have ice cream. I'm going to have a steak before I might eat the cake and ice cream before the steak. And it's going to be Wagyu because that stuff is amazing. Um, I look, I'm a firm believer that if you do the right thing for people and you do the right, you, you're faithful. You know, we, we, um, gave of our time, talent and our treasure to, um, what we believed in and still do today. Um, even when we didn't have much money in the bank, I mean, there was times that I worried that we could eat, but I stayed faithful and I believe that you are blessed, not during those times. I believe you're blessed after those times when God knows he can trust you with the blessing Mm -hmm. and that you'll do well with it. And there is a time of testing. There is absolutely a time of testing in your life. How you respond, not that God just tests you to be mean. Uh, Sometimes we just make bad decisions and we're dumb. You know, people are dumb. So um, I believe is how you respond to good situations and bad situations and having some core values in your life that you always draw back to that create better opportunities for you because more people trust you, more people see that you're stable and that they can depend on you and, and that they know that you're a sure bet, you know, so it opens up more opportunities for you. So, you know, yes, you can have your cake and eat it too, but, you got to earn the right to be invited to the table. I love that. I love, yeah, I love that. Well, you, I, don't, I, you don't get invited just because <laughs> you were born. So if anybody's out there feeling entitled because they made 10 sales, get over it, right? Because I've seen some Madonna salespeople before. You know, look, you have to earn your spot at the table, and you have to keep your spot at the table, And then, period. And- then you can have your cake and eat it too. I, 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 then you can eat. That's good. Well, because there's hungry people waiting for your spot. (laughs) Well, we'll leave on that note. Lance, really appreciate the time. Um, For everyone that's listening, feel free to check out Solar Guy SC or, or Empower Solar. Follow follow them. I mean, they're, they're, they're making changes. They're making waves in the industry. They're not, they're not the biggest dog in the, in the fight, but they are the, one of the strongest and one of the feistiest, not one of the feistiest and they're going to get there. So, Make yeah. sure you make sure you keep track of them and and see what they're doing again, Lance. Thanks, and uh, we'll chat with you later. All right, thanks, Cody.